Welcome back to week number five to the Dialogue Podcast, aka The D with Tina and Marie. Hello! <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again and staying with us on this journey as we travel along. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for reaching out to us with your comments and your suggestions, I suppose. Yeah. Your especially, feedback is greatly appreciated. Especially the last two weeks, the last two episodes that uh, Black Love Part 1 and 2. Yeah, I, a, a lot of people connected to those um, episodes um, emotionally, and I'm actually quite proud of those. Yeah, we won't be going back there anytime soon. Yes, we are, because we don't seem to be able to stay out of the deep end of any conversation. <laughs> Which is practically the whole point. Of the D. That seems to be the direction we go in. Yeah, D stands for a lot of stuff. Uh, (laughs) Deep dialogue. Right. Deep (laughs) conversation is one of them. And we will keep it there. So before we we get started. We always try. It doesn't even matter what we talk about. If we were to talk about Disney for real, for real. It's going to be deep. It would be deep. Because we start talking about. All kinds of things that probably hit us a different way than As what it was adults. supposed. Right? <laughs> oh, it's coming. Yes, it's coming. It's coming indeed. We have watched too much Disney in our lifetime to leave them alone. Very true. But that's not today's topic. Before we jump into today's topic, <laughs> let's bow our heads in prayer. <laughs> The opinions expressed in this podcast are our personal opinions Mm -hmm. and must not be construed as representing the opinion of any institution with which we are or have been affiliated with in our professional lives. Yes, sir. A.K.A. Do not come for us. Amen. Okay. So before we jump into this um, topic, okay, I do... Want to, like I said before, thank everybody who did reach out to us to give us their feedback. Greatly appreciated. How and their comments on our last two um, podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. For those of us who do not have our personal contact information, feel free to listen to our show on YouTube. Just search the Dialogue Podcast, and you can leave comments there. And you know, we'll definitely respond. To things that we we see that may or may not require our opinion to be added, but we'll be there. We're and, present like that. Yeah, we're present, and we'll we're also we also have a presence on Instagram. So also feel free to leave likes and uh, follows and comments on our Instagram at the Dialogue Podcast. Exactly. So today's topic. Oh, it's going to be an eventful Wednesday. Topic. <laughs> this topic here. Okay. I know it's on everybody's mind. Some. I don't know if it's on everyone's, but it's there. It's uh, it's definitely present. It's felt. And um, I don't think there's any way to avoid it. So uh, if we have been keeping up with current events, which are many. It's not the only thing that's going on in the world today. You know, a lot of us are still... Uh, locked in due to COVID-19. 
but uh, some of us are out. And I'll leave that one there. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I still stay but, home. Uh, recently, we have been, uh, we've been getting a lot of news of fatal shootings that's been going around the U.S. The most recent one being that of Mr. George Floyd, who unfortunately passed away May 25th of this year. 2020. 2020. Uh, when a former, now former, police officer, Derek Chauvin, if I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, kneeled on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Who will start? Who was? There's a, there's a video. I'm not going to say it. We'll start there. There is a video. Oh, so God. somebody was clocking the time via video. All the many videos pieced together. But uh, two minutes and 53 seconds out of those eight minutes and 46 seconds, George was unresponsive which led to his death, even from him saying that he was unable to breathe. <laughs> this week's topic is going to be very difficult to make light because it strikes a chord with too many people. And we can dive into the... <laughs> black and blue topic but at the end of the day it's still another life lost another life lost that in my opinion did not have to be exactly what protocols call for you to sit to, on somebody's neck what? i don't care about anything <laughs> let's be right let's be right hmm. to kneel on okay. somebody's neck after they have been apprehended. He was cuffed. He was on the ground and still needed to kneel on his neck. God forbid he lifted his head or his face up off that floor. Absolutely not. Because no. then you're a uh... face down. <laughs> what are you laughing? All I heard was so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> what did you Cause the only time you hear face down, the next line is supposed to be ass up. And it's just like, that is not the direction we are trying to go. No. We're speaking about a, a very serious topic right now. Forgive us. We don't mean to make light. But we sometimes you do have to joke to keep from crying and even to keep from this has been on <clears throat> our hearts and minds for all. a very long time. Every time we get news, every time something comes up, because in, it's to me, it's not just about it's not just about how it's not just about the way that oh, okay, only black lives have been lost. I think it's just the way the whole all the police are just trained in handling situations. 
everyone is like unnecessary unnecessary force is used for situations that could have easily been like look talk this is gonna be a real touchy subject because there's so many different aspects involved with this and when you say the way that the police force are trained it's not all police officers out here there are few who are willing to stand up and point out those who are not those who are mistreating their badge so i i personally will find it difficult to be like yeah f the police because this is what they doing not all of them are doing these acts but is that because they were is that because the they're following their training or is that because that's the type of person that they are they're following their moral ground as a police officer in See, my opinion i think it's a little bit of both i i i'm I, I refuse to knock all of the training i think that maybe the training needs to be enhanced a bit it's like one of those things that gets outdated with time as the world changes and people change and situations change things need to adjust with it we can't keep running plan a and the world is operating off of plan c we're now going to have to upgrade look at new things look at ways to enhance it i feel like there needs to be extra requirements put in place for those who enter the academy and even those after the academy to keep up with these officers dive into their personal lives to keep them on a healthy track it's not the easiest profession out there it's it's one where you never know what's going to happen at the end of the day granted in this world in this lifetime you can obviously be a cashier and not know what's going to happen at the end of the day but this particular profession is a high risk profession and when you are in that job day in and day out it can become high strung who knows what other personal things you're dealing with 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 the with the situation as it is now you can be an officer on the straight and narrow doing your job but just for the fact that in the media these situations are so hyped up due to the bad actions of other officers just you pulling over a vehicle for a a, a taillight or just a valid reason i mean immediately i can imagine there's some officers who all of a sudden now you're looking and there's people at the bus stop they probably got cell phones what are they going to think because now the person in the car in front of me is black i'm of a different complexion i now have to go and approach them they might already be high strung because now here comes a white officer approaching a black a black person in another car everyone got their phones out and all of this can possibly be going through their head before they even exit the cruiser so there's already tension the black person in the car is already feeling some kind of way because how many black people get pulled over and still get to go home so okay i see where you're going with this so this is this is this is my thing with it go ahead help these officers deal 
with real life situations. Help these officers learn how to cope with anxiety, with fears, with this, because they too experience these things, Mm -hmm. which can affect how they handle their jobs. Now, is that all officers? No. Are there some officers that just need to be cooked the hell out? Absolutely. Those you handle differently. So then, so what you're saying, I feel like what you just explained was exactly what I was telling, how I felt when I said that it's, it is in the training. It is in the training of these officers. Yes, not all officers may need that extra set of training on how to deal with their anxiety Mm -mm. in the presence. All of them. All of them. Okay, then. So then back to what I was saying. Everybody. I then back to the, the thing that I said, there needs to be a change in the training for all of them. I get what you're saying. I, I took it as when you say that their training needs to be changed as in it needs to be revamped completely to where I'm saying I think that their training is okay being that we see that, that other officers are able to take that training and go out to the workforce and be all right. But I think that there needs to be assets added to that training to keep these officers like mental stability also in order for some again. That sounds like that costs a lot of money. And I don't think that that is what they prioritize. Absolutely not. I feel as if, and, and that's why I think there it's a bit more than just adding the training to allow mental stability to be added. It's more like they need to revamp the whole thing. Because if they're if they're trained to approach the situation, I, f- I feel I don't know for a fact because I didn't go through any military training, nor did I go through any type of police training. But with the way I'm seeing things on the news, of course, that's and how, quote, you know, you unquote, research news. Right. Um, it looks as if they're approaching situations like a soldier rather than a police officer. I feel like that is almost a personal thing or even it comes from the departmental heads. Um, I don't when you say personal, what do you mean by personal? Just the officer themselves. There are times when, right. Um, I believe we talking about me. Like I personally, (laughs) You think I'm coming from this from a personal standpoint? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I know that that's not your lane. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, we we spoke about it a little bit some time ago as well. To where it's like a regular job. You go to this job, you get training, and after you've been on it for a little bit, you kind of learn your own rhythm, and you might tweak some of the things. In doing your job, you still get the job done. It's just a little bit f- different from how you were trained. I like that point. I feel like some of these officers are doing. They got their training. They got their badge. Now they're out here in this workforce. I'm going to run this the way I'm comfortable in running it. And it's Sounds those like a- officers mm-hmm. that can can be a hindrance to civilians because now they're they're personally invested and we don't know what all that comes with 
And I feel like this is where the added programs to come in looking into this person's life. What is your history? What is your mental stability? What's what goes on with you from time to time if there is a problem? Because if you one of them officers that got this trigger happy sensation going on with you, you probably don't need to be behind a gun. There's a lot of different things that I feel might get bypassed or overlooked at times. And yeah, it could be because of finances. Why put money behind something to try and fix it when it's making money being broke? I don't know how much money um, killing people is making. Tons. <laughs> but, but for between, the police between, force? No, between the funeral but, homes who are making money or between whomever they may possibly arrest, the jails. Yeah, but see, uh, we're talking about the people who don't actually even make it to jail, okay? They either die mysteriously in... That's for the po- funeral, funeral homes. In police custody. Money. Did I say that right? Custody? Yeah. In police custody. Oh, it ain't mysterious. Or they... have seen how they They died. never even make it into the police cruiser. Because they, they die over things that I don't even think. Th- like, I know people are saying, oh, all these black people are being killed. And and I, I, see, I see that. But there are things that we probably don't or don't see and are not aware of is other people of other races that are being killed by the police force. But the problem right. is not just who's being killed, but it's the people who's killing them and how they're going, like, it seems as if they have no regard for basic human de- decency at all. There's no reason why anybody should be have. A, there's none. There's no reason why anybody should feel it necessary to put someone in handcuffs and then kneel on their neck. What What is the term? They were uh, not complying. Is it non-compliant? Non-compliant. How non-compliant be can the you reason. be when you have like was like four dudes on you? Where are you going? I mean, you put somebody in a situation where they're... The officer felt threatened. From what? You already got cuffs on the dude. What else is he He going to do? He's going to lick you? Bite you? Keep your hands out his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds extremely ridiculous and silly. There was a case. I don't remember the particular names. It's been that many. But there was one where the officer felt threatened after the gentleman bit his finger and ran. They were tussling. He bit him. He ran. Officer pulled his gun. Shot. He's dead. But he's already got his back to you. You just didn't. You just didn't want to lose it. This, well, this well, particular. He ran. Suspect. Well, what was the reason be- after he ran? non-compliance so because he was non-compliant and you attempted to arrest him and in order to get away from this unjust arrest he bit you because you put your finger near his mouth (laughs) and he bit you you let him go he ran away let that one go dude is it nest what 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 does that resolve now you have a dead body on you no, he doesn't have a dead body on him because he was not charged. Oh, oh, that's that what, was one that got away. What? But 
why do you feel it necessary to shoot him for something so in my thing is why are they shooting to kill there are ways now i've i've seen i mean sure there are some humans out there that can toss off a taser like like nothing tasers don't work sure for that one percent of people who are out there the taser will not subdue them okay why if they're running you are aiming to shoot the head or the heart that is shooting to kill you're not shooting to disable or even shooting to scare pop one off in the air Everybody falls to the ground. Grab them then. But no, we these officers are shooting to kill. That can be the bigger, the bigger problem. And I, I and with that, I can possibly see. Okay, maybe we need to revamp it's this training. Or where are they getting kill. this it's from? It's why are you shooting? Period. So there's non-compliant. That is not a. That is not. A death sentence. That is not, not. It's not a sentence to be injured in any way. There's no reason to do that to somebody. To do that to another human being. There's no. They bit you and got away. All right. Chalk it up. Next time you see him, you're like, hey, remember you bit me? But just don't shoot him. Like, why shoot him? Why? What's the, what's, what's the purpose? What? What? That person's life didn't matter at all because they bit you, because they didn't no. listen to what, what you said. Their their life doesn't doesn't matter. A human life is no is, is of no consequence to a police officer's work. I feel like police officers of today mm-hmm. are placed on such a pedestal. I don't know who put them there. Half of them put themselves there. Now, by any means, am I am I not saying that they should not be? It's hard to say respected, but I will say respected because some do deserve it. Mm-hmm. Some do deserve it, but in those instances where it just doesn't add up. I feel like it's an ego thing. It's a pride thing. I'm an officer, and how dare you not listen to me? How dare you not do what I say do? And because you choose to defy me, I'm going to show you who's boss. That's when the gun comes out. And in those cases, sir, ma'am, you're not an officer anymore. You surpassed your badge at that point. Because those reasons that you chose to pull your weapon out are not reasons enough to serve whatever sentence you're about to serve. You're an officer. You're not a judge. And that's where a lot of miscommunication is going on. There's too many judges in uniform and not enough officers. It's just sad, though. It really is sad to to see that when you know that there are police officers that do their job and they work hard for their community and they work hard to keep people safe and they're there to do their job that they feel 
is important. And, and those are the people that you respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think at some point in time, we did look at police officers probably way before my time as, you know, the heroes of your community because they were the ones that would come and handle disputes or not even way before your time. It, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely re- before I, my time. I can remember being taught in school. Mm-hmm. If you run into trouble, if you get lost, go find a police officer and they'll help you. And the, like they, yeah, that they was right before up. we hit like Rodney King days. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right before that. But I mean, that image was placed into into our heads as kids. Right. Oh, they're safe. They're they're here to help. They're here to do this. They're here to do that. You tell me now, what child, even more so, what black child is going to be in trouble and think I'm going to run to a police officer? Absolutely not. I would even I would I would tell I wouldn't even tell my child to run to a police officer. I would say Unless, mm, I can't even say that because I, I even think if you were running away from danger and you were running towards a police officer and that police officer misinterpreted your running to them as a char- as you were charging them and you get shot and killed and you're running to them for help for whatever reason, I can't imagine. Oh, I'm about to tear up. I can't imagine telling my child to run to a police officer for help and not come back home that's the unless sad they part. knew them you know what i'm saying like i'm if you know this police officer like that's the other thing somebody has said something on instagram where it was like oh well police officers you need to put police officers from communities and have them police their own community and i'm like that's all well and good but you probably don't have a lot of police officers that would come from your community you know what i'm saying if everybody feels a certain way about police officers but i do feel like there are there's there are police officers that get to know the people that are in their communities Mm -hmm. Um, there are some police officers that are school resource officers. So there are people that you see and that you know. And in those cases, I'd probably tell my child, if you know that, like, if it's so-and-so officer that we see around here all the time, yes. But don't ever approach An a stranger. that you don't know. <laughs> don't ever approach <laughs> a stranger. Yeah. Unfortunately, that... that- Go to somebody that you know that, or that find is somebody the new, that you know. That kind of sums up the new thing to say. You can't even say, hey, if you're in trouble, find the first cop. No. Now you have to say, hey, if you're in trouble, go find somebody that you know. Because like even that. St- I would even, even say run into a store. Is a stranger. <laughs> run into a store and ask for help <laughs> before you would run run to like somewhere there's cameras even if (laughs) that's the that's the other thing now you have to be so aware of your surroundings it's like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and park here but wait a minute if something were to go down 
how many security cameras can see me how many is this have is my but, phone charged before i leave the house because you know some if something goes down i need to have my phone or i need to be able to call for help like there's so many different protocols now that goes through a lot of people's heads it's crazy that this this is a way of life people are talking about the new norm because of this pandemic there has been a pandemic beyond COVID and beyond Corona a very long time now that has unfortunately been a new norm. There's conversations that families have to have with their young children about how to appropriate yourself. Learning how to drive and getting your license used to be an exciting thing. Now, now it's terrifying because it, it's not even, it's something that when, when, I I don't know how my mother got through it. I didn't really even think about it when I was getting my driver's license. I was like, oh, I'm just getting a driver's license and oh, I'm going to be able to drive. It didn't even occur to me that there there is a possibility I may not come home from being pulled over. It, It did not. None of those things ran through my mind at that time until... Or going to the store. (laughs) Until there was one time I did get arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a warrant that still wasn't taken care of. They came to my home, scooped me up. Now, that officer, very helpful, very friendly, able to talk, was able to get some things situated. But I still had had to go. And to me... It was more frustrating and aggravating because of a lot of things I was dealing with at that time Mm -hmm. and trying to correct some situations I had placed myself in. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not until getting ready to walk out the door because they came and scooped me up right before I was getting ready to leave for work real early in the morning. And... I say that the officer was nice because they allowed me to, hey, you're not going to be able to go in there with your jewelry or with this or with that. You can take everything off. You can change. You can do this so that there's as little on you for processing when you go in. So the officer didn't have to do that. Right. So and they even offered information, you know, hey, you can do this to try and help, da, 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 whatever. But it wasn't until walking out the door that as I'm walking out, I saw them reaching for their cups. And I'm just like, I've been, dude, do we really have to go through all of that? I'm not, I'm not fighting. I'm not, I'm listening. We've been here for like 20 minutes. You allowed me to do everything. And it was like, hey, this is my job. This is what I have to do. So this is, I wasn't going to argue. I said, fine. But once my mother saw those handcuffs go on and she broke down, that's when everything switched for me. Like, frustration is the wrong thing to feel right now. Mm -hmm. I need to actually check up and and pay attention to everything that's going on. Because I can only imagine everything going through her mind. Because at the time, not knowing... She did not know a lot of the situations that was going on because I was handling them myself. I was responsibly irresponsible. (laughs) (laughs) If that is the situation. Uh 
I missed some stuff. Here comes jail time. No problem. I learned my lesson one and only time. But it's when I saw her break down and when I got booked and everything else and a lot of just talking and meeting with people, it was like, yeah, it really doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what background, how you were raised, how much money you got. Mm, well, CUS, I don't know about money. But it, it doesn't matter any of that. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Because at that time, the only thing that was stressed to me because it was a reoccurring situation was never go to the hospital by yourself because you never know if you're going to walk out. So that always sticks with me. But never thinking about... I never about, even thought about that, but I've never been to the hospital by myself. Oh, like, see, I will not go at all. It was like growing just, up, hospital was my middle name. So, I mean, if anything goes down, never go into the ER by yourself. Yeah, always let someone know. Always... Uh, and make sure that you know your medical record better than that doctor because a practicing doctor is a practicing doctor. They're going to practice to try and fix you. Some doctors are very well. Some doctors are practicing. Never go in by yourself because you never know if you're going to walk out. But I never took that also to if you get arrested, are you coming back home? If you get pulled over, are you coming back home? I have never been, okay, in any situation where I have been pulled over, I've had the most helpful and actually very understanding officers Look at you. in my life. Although I get very Caucasian when I get pulled over, so... And I am super compliant. I'm sure, I don't, I'm sure I don't a even lot argue. of us do. My thing is, I don't argue with people with guns. If you, so there's no, there's nothing important that I need to tell you if you carry a weapon. We don't have to. So I don't argue. I, if you say I was doing 65 and a 30, sir, I was doing 65 and a 30. <laughs> Is that right? If, if I was doing 60 on a, on a, t- on a turn, on a turn in a small car that could tip over it. And you say I was doing it, then that's what I was doing. I'm not going to argue with you. But um, I've only had one really bad experience with a police officer. (laughs) And I wasn't surprised. But I was disappointed. Why disappointed? I didn't feel like it was necessary. Like, I don't... That their actions were were necessary? Like, I was in a situation... um, I lived with an elderly person. That person... Um, was going through a lot at that time and unaware. I wasn't really aware of all their medical issues. I just thought they were just being, you know, themselves and old and rickety. And <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Just their normally cranky selves and rickety. <laughs> Whatever, you know, because all they complain about is they bones, this and large, this and all. Rickety. <laughs> Rickety. Got it. Got it. Rickety works. But, you know, as she, she's a, she, you know, she's a very strong person. So 
um, there was a situation. She was upset. She didn't believe I had a job. Go figure. And I'm on my way to work. Now, this is my vehicle. It was given to me. I paid for it. In a matter of speaking, I was the one maintaining it, taking care of it. And something happened. I had to leave it behind. When I came back, it was given back to me. But I didn't realize that somebody had problems relinquishing things. To you? At, at period. Like, it's a hoarding thing. They hoard everything. So okay. everything okay. is theirs. Um, so when I'm on my way to work, my keys disappear. Right? So I'm over here like, hey, it's uh, 7 a.m. I got to be there at 7.30. And I live more than 30 minutes away. Where are my keys? Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to pull some miracles on this road. And, you know? So where are my keys? Where are my keys? And I find my keys. They are being held hostage by my old supposedly rickety um roommate mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so you know after after asking politely because you know it is a matter of respect when you speak to these you know people of that age the um, old rickety one may i please have my keys um and that's it that's all i said uh the police were called on me hmm. were you not polite enough absolutely polite the the i'm Pretty sure the 911 operator heard, can I please have my keys? Over and over and over, because that's the only thing I said. So <laughs> when the police show up, they're all, <laughs> they uh, decided to assert dominance in my home. Mm-hmm. And they asked a question. They said, whose name is on the car? At that time, didn't go through all the paperwork yet because we were dealing with a death recent okay so you know at that moment it was in my roommate's name Hmm. and so the one with no driver's license has a car and and that was explained to said officers and when they showed up that's when a whole different person came out of my roommate and they were upset because they didn't know what happened like why are they here i was like well you called them so now they're here. So um, one of the officers decided to tell me, well, hey, look, if your name isn't on the car, that car doesn't belong to you. And if you take that car without any permission, I'm taking your ass to jail hmm. in my house. I mean, of course, I, didn't, I, I don't own the house at the time, but I'm just like, this is supposed to be my safe place. You know what I'm saying? And you in here talking to me crazy <laughs> about a situation you didn't even ask any questions about. I'm trying to give you the information. I'm telling you I'm going to work. It's not like I'm going to go do a, a, a drug deal. I'm not taking a random person's car. Like, I'm not her homemade. You know what I'm saying? I'm not her health aide. I'm not her housekeeper. I am the granddaughter. So, yeah, I know it may look funny, but that's. That's my blood relation. And she's experiencing whatever she's going through right now. So she has a tendency to overreact in certain situations. So now she's upset because you're here and she doesn't understand what's going on. And you're going to tell me you're going to take my ass to you're going to take my ass to jail. But hold okay. on, hold on. 
They had guns. So exactly how did you resolve this one? I waited till they left and then I pulled out. I called into work. I said, I'm having an issue. I'm either going to be late or I'm not going to come in. So, uh, but I'll probably just be about an hour or two late. I said, okay. See, I could, I could understand I just, not, not, not arguing or fighting, especially if there's a gun involved. It's, it's very difficult. They came to my door with their hands on their guns. They came to my door when I opened the door. Their hands are here. And I is that is that a normal position to to come to? I don't know. I'm not Well, for uh, I'm not a police officer. I didn't right, go through the training, right. so I don't know attempting but I to know place what, myself in their shoes. They're coming to a call you don't know what's behind that door you have to be ready i'm thinking i'm i'm also thinking like look what neighborhood we live in this Uh, isn't the type uh. of neighborhood where people are out here you know this is goes to say well what kind of neighborhood is like that then it's an old people like at at that time okay i've been in this neighborhood for a very long time and a lot of people are probably my grandmother's age or maybe a few years younger. But it's a, it's an elderly community or how it started. It was places where everybody's kids was a grandma. You know, everybody kids that came out, they was at their grandma's house type of neighborhood. Man, so, yeah, yeah, like some of, these, some of these old folks can't pop one off too. You are right. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I'm not you're, trying. I'm I agree. not trying to justify. I, you're not. Ju- I understand what you're saying. Actions. I'm just saying in the way I grew up in this particular neighborhood. You know your neighborhood. I know my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and that's why I felt like I, I felt a, a little. I was disappointed and I felt disrespected because I was like, "Why are you talking to me like this? I'm, you know, what I'm saying this is not. This is my home. You can't just come in here and tell me what you're gonna do to me." And I didn't even do anything. I mean, yeah, it's probably insignificant to everybody else and a lot of other people's struggles. But it's just like if you feel comfortable talking to people like that just because you are a police officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if I had a gun, too, I'd talk like that to people, too. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Maybe we could have had a, a, a different type of conversation if I was <laughs> if I was carrying. You know, we, we all going to just talk out of the side of our face real quick. But, um. I, I, that's what caused me to be a little disappointed and I don't try <laughs> and I realized that, okay, yeah, the color of my skin does matter in this neighborhood. Doesn't matter how long I've lived here or how Caucasian your voice can get. Right. If it, it does matter, the color of my skin. Um, so I've learned in my own neighborhood not to ever get pulled over by those police doesn't matter what address is on my driver's license i've i've had i've had multiple (laughs) i've had multiple experiences i've only gotten pulled over by bso and that's what that's it and they have been extremely understanding i mean i still took my tickets but i haven't i haven't been in extremely harsh situations i've been in some difficult ones i've I've just seen 
different personalities that lead me to have my own sense of judgment Mm -hmm. and how to appropriate myself. Do I trust any and every cop? Absolutely not. Do I attempt to appropriate myself a certain way pulled over? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do I just pull over right away? <laughs> no, you about to follow me to this well lit area. I'm not about to just I'm I'm not about to just stop. I'm not gonna go on a chase. I've never been pulled but, over in the dark anyway. I've only been pulled over in the dark one time and my passenger or at the time they were the driver, they the ones that got arrested. But they are the ones that were driving and they pulled over into a parking lot that was well lit and I almost had a heart attack and they almost didn't take them because they're like, is she okay? <laughs> because I went into full tears because I woke up and I was like, what's going on? He's like, I think I'm going to jail. I was like, what you mean? What do you mean? He's like, they taking a long time to come over here. And I'm like, but everything's fine. I got my driver's license is good. My tag is good. Boo boo, it ain't you. <laughs> it wasn't but you. <laughs> they, they didn't even get to the car yet. <laughs> they didn't even get to the car yet. And they didn't even have a reason to pull us over. Let me tell you, we weren't even driving. Okay. Mm. We were parked engine off well no engine was still on um looking for apartments pulled over to get you know a lot of times they have like the the pamphlet outside the door Mm -hmm. so you can see all the details of this unit called the landlord what have you by the time my passenger got the, the got the leaflet and back in the car undercover officer pull up behind two other officers block us in and it's just like i know they're not pulling or surrounding us we're parked not doing anything windows are down parking you can while see black inside. <laughs> parking I, can't, while black. I can't say that that is not what was running through my head Hell, well I've- i tell you coming out of the car with um, uh, what's that? The whole body gear on, approaching. Uh, hey, hands out the windows, hands on the guns, everything. And me and the passenger is like, well, <laughs> there's some other stuff going on. That we had to, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, if this goes down in this car, we're not making it home. So get everything together. But that's a whole nother story. Technically, (laughs) we don't even know why they pulled up behind us, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait a minute. Let me clarify because based off of those chuckles, (laughs) it was nothing inappropriate. (laughs) There may have been personal paraphernalia in the vehicle. However, I'm going to be on here incriminating myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) now my passenger can be a hothead and I am just like, 
Oh, they are not out here to play any games today. Please keep a cool head. I have my calm voice on. I am speaking as intelligent as I possibly can. Um, once they got finished checking around everything, then it turned into, okay, IDs, license, registration, insurance, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, can we move? I'm, I'm, I'm not out here to play no games. You told me, put my hands out, then put my hands here. Can I reach for my stuff? Cause you still have your hand on the gun. I'm, I'm not moving. You're going to have to go find everything yourself. Oh no. Go ahead and reach for so-and-so. Okay. My purse is in the back. I have to reach behind this seat. When I tell you I am detailing every movement because it is more than one officer surrounding this vehicle with all hands on guns. Finally gave everything. Now let's get out the car. Usually, if I'm asked to get out the car, I will ask, for what reason? Why do I need to step out of the car? I have to say, this particular day, I did not. It was a little outnumbered. Even though it was daylight, there were people around. I said, no, I'm not going to do that much. As I'm stepping out, I did inquire what is the reason that we are being asked to exit the vehicle. This is all we were doing. There is the paper that we just picked up from that doorstep. What happened? This whole situation went on for the longest what time. What did they tell you? Because I'm all let I'm me, over let here. Me, let, me, let me get to the end of what I'd all of this was. I'm talking about my passenger got handcuffed. We got separated. They got questioned. I got questioned. What are we doing here? They searched the car in and out, but found nothing. They searched the car in and out. Did they have a warrant? They did not. What happened? Why they even pulled us over? Mistaken identity. It was the wrong car. I'm sure. From the undercover cop who was watching whatever they were watching. And we happened to have the same car or whatever other car they was looking for. And he called it in and all these other cops came. I'm talking about they came with rifles. Other undercovers came. They packed us up. We weren't going nowhere. And it was mistaken identity of the wrong car. Unfortunately, the pass- my passenger had some other stuff going on and because they searched everything, they winded up being arrested. And it was like, once I found out why they even did all of this, I was like, okay, but you're still trying to, you still have to arrest so-and-so because we weren't doing anything. We're, we were looking for it. This is actually y'all's fault. Oh, well, it's already done because they have so-and-so-and-so. So, yeah, we still have to do our job. We still have to take them, such and such and such and such. And it turned into a big thing at that time because I'm just like, oh, I know I'm not in the wrong. I started, I won't say act out. I started to voice my opinions and my frustrations. And I'm a crier. I I'll, I just cry. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Cry, but start hyperventilating. Yeah, Nobody wants to pick up a big bitch <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> 
So they go and handle that real quick. They're like, is she okay? Can she breathe? The- Ma'am, maybe you might want to calm down. Take deep breaths in and out. And I'm like, <laughs> and they are they are at a loss for words. Law that took a, that arrest took longer than anything they probably ever thought they were gonna do because they had to make sure I could drive home and they gave me exactly what to do to get him out. I'm on the phone with a friend and they're like, "Okay, first of all, calm down, cause ain't shit you can do right now." And I'm like, "But they're going to take you away." <laughs> It's it's late. I don't I don't know. They said it. He was Tina. (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) Now crying does help at times. Um, I don't. What I did appreciate. My initial reaction. I was terrified. What I did appreciate from that situation: the initial cop Mm -hmm. who made the mistake and called everyone else came to me after personally and apologized and told me everything I needed to do to try and get my passenger out ASAP compared to the other officer that I felt like his his ego was shot because they made a mistake and wanted to come down my throat so I started to get back down his throat that his boys pulled him away. I can't say I have any respect for him. It's like if you if you wrong, you wrong. Just because you got a badge don't mean you right 100% of the time. The one who actually made the call came to me and apologized and had, I mean, we had a very, very short conversation because I was extremely frustrated. But, I've just seen different dynamics of officers, mm. you know, that it makes it hard to say. All officers are shit. Correct. <laughs> you I know? agree. I, do, I definitely do not feel all officers are shit. I do feel that there are a lot of ill-prepared officers with guns. Uh. I don't think you can ever really be fully prepared. But then again, a lot of the people, a lot of the people I'm feeling that have passed due to altercations with the police have not all been shot. In the case of uh, Mr. George Floyd. True. He wasn't shot. Um, What was the one that that also said he couldn't breathe? I thought we were beyond this. After after, after that the one. first one believe, where he was like, "Hey, I can't breathe." That was, I can't wasn't that Eric breathe. Garner? Yes. So, you know, when a when someone says I can't breathe, I mean, maybe you might want to just move your knee yourself, or, or or flip them over, or reassess the situation from okay, apprehending or detaining a person to making sure that they are okay. You now now because because there's a big picture and people will be people that doesn't go to say 
look, if you in that situation and you know you can breathe, you just want to attempt to see if you can get away, don't pull that card. Don't pull the I can't breathe card and it's really not affecting see, you like that. Because you have some people who, well, who will get cuffed. Ain't not, ain't not, they're not even forceful handcuffing or anything and, and pull and I can't breathe because maybe I can get away with such and such. Some you people some can, people but like then that. I think a lot of the things is, you know, when you're in a situation that can possibly be stressful or you're scared for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. sometimes you're scared because people think, oh, well, if you, you didn't do anything, you ain't got no reason to be scared. No, I have a reason to be scared. I'm in, I'm outnumbered. I'm in a situation where I'm being detained and I'm being held and I'm terrified. I might just have a panic attack. People have those things. Some people don't always just handle stress like, oh, I'm going to just be calm. No, sometimes they will start to hyperventilate because of the situation that they're in. You don't know how people react. So if I say I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And I'm probably going to move in a way to say to help myself to breathe. And you're like, oh, well, stop struggling. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. And it's like, but I'm not res- I'm not resisting arrest. I'm resisting this this confinement that you're putting me in where I can't breathe or I'm telling you I can't breathe. And you're not saying you're not doing anything. You're making it worse. You're pressing harder. You're causing the situation worse. It's like when someone tells you something like that, you have to change how your approach like not every situation requires complete force. I've heard of situations where it's like, look, talking to people is just, it's not just going to, it's not going to work. They're not trying to hear it. You just got to, you know, boom, handle it. And then when they're in custody, try to talk them down. I can understand that too. But in a situation like that, okay, you have the cuffs on that person. Now maybe you might want to release a little bit reassess make sure the you know that what the situation is are they panicking or are you on their neck are are they are they are they just you know trying to get you off so they can run or are they in a situation where their their breathing is restricted and you might need to either calm them down I mean, or hell, switch even the if position they take off and run how far can someone get and they cuff if the, even if you're even if you outnumber them there are some of these situations where the officers outnumber the quote unquote suspect you telling me the three of y'all can't catch. manage this one to the point that all three of y'all gotta body slam them down to the ground there's 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 no I can't find it. I cannot find the reason. And I find a silver lining in almost everything. I can't. <laughs> like I, right now, the only <laughs> thing in my head is, what's the reason? I can't <laughs> find a reason whatsoever for, for, for some of this. Excessive not even, force. Not even, we haven't even dived into the younger ones, the, like children. They're children. They're badass children, some of them. But I get it. I get it. They don't deserve to die 
for things. You have you have Tamir Rice playing with his toy. Toy gun. Toy. A toy. And your first choice was to shoot. Even in the instance of, I think she was a six-year-old child in Florida at school. Don't, don't, don't knock me for remembering all of these details. I think she might have been misbehaving. And for whatever reason, the officer chose to arrest the six-year-old child where she was taken down. I believe she even went through the whole booking and process situation. Needless to say, it wasn't long before he was let go. But what goes through your mind? Oh, this elementary school has to go to jail today. <laughs> what? She gonna learn today, okay? What goes These handcuffs, your head? which are entirely too big for her wrists, are going to be put on and she is put in the car and we are driving to this to the station and we're putting her through the process where her parents will now have to come not even juvenile no no, no they took her to jail what goes through your mind to say i am going to arrest this child mm, nothing i don't know N- nothing i don't know i mean at this point did she threaten his life was she a danger? Was did he feel threatened? She's six. I don't care how old she is. Some of these six year olds be big as hell. I'm, 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 I'm you just right. you're right. I'm just saying. Like you're right. But sometimes you just no. want to just yoke up a kid because they just rude. Yoke them but, up. But well, to fully the arrest them. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure she was sorry when she got to the principal's office. But you know, you bypassed all that. All you had to do was tell him, I'm calling your mom. Like, I mean, at, at, at this point, especially in a time where everyone is, you know, trying to be their healthiest. I don't know how I would together. respond as the parent of that huh. child. Oh, oh. Because I, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about a grown, a grown person arresting my six-year-old i don't care how bad my six-year-old is let me th- the only thing that attempts to keep me sane mm-hmm. is the fact that i keep telling myself i need to be present to be here with my child if i do what i am thinking chances are i won't be here with my child right However, there's been some deals worked out mm-hmm. that I know is going to be way beyond my control should something happen to this child. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't talk my spouse off the ledge. If anything, somebody's going to take the fault. One of us is going to be here. Being that there's two of us, thankfully, all will be handled. I don't have I any don't children. I don't say that to incriminate anybody. <laughs> I don't in have my any household, children, but we're I'm not about. We're not incriminating 
ourselves. Right. It's just in those situations, it's it's hard to imagine what to do. I can I don't even like to imagine the parents of some of these people of what they have to go through. You send your child to school, you're not even sure if that child is coming home. Apparently, even in elementary school. You drop them off to school and now you're picking them up from county. You're it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you in one one day you're in the car lane and next day you are in the pickup at the county. It's, trying to pick up your where do you put a six year old? Do you put them in general population? It, <laughs> it, it obviously did not get that far because there were officers I who were thinking correctly like, to look at this doing? officer and say exactly that. Why is this child here? Is this a ride along? What are you doing, <laughs> sir or madam? It was a sir. I'm disappointed to say, if I remember correctly, it was a black sir. <sighs> Arrested the black child. It's, sir, it's, uh, it better be your kid, okay? Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's your own. It is your own sometimes. But, you know, these days, like I was saying, I especially be. on this time where everyone's on this health kick, you want to be your healthiest, you, you're trying to get fit, you're trying to get right. Apparently, you can't even go jogging. Oh no, you're not jogging. You're out here robbing houses with n- with no nothing. You don't have anything. You got but no your bag. You ain't got no no crowbar. Nothing no. to help you get in or out. Nothing to hold what you stole. But you're robbing people. No shirt, just some jeans and some sneakers. And that wasn't even police, but that. T- People felt the need to police their neighborhood. There wasn't, I believe the father was an, a former officer. Former. Former. Oh. Officer. And he knows how, to, and he forgot how to assess the situation or assess Oh, the details of, of that situation. For those, if you've been living under the, under a rock and you're unfamiliar with I have what been made, under a rock for a while and um, I know what happened. This, pan- this pandemic can get you a little under. But um, Ahmad we're Aubrey? speaking of Aub- Ahmad Aubrey, who unfortunately was gunned down in Georgia when neighbors, father and son, uh, felt he was robbing houses, newly developed home. Mm. And uh, not saying that that doesn't happen because people do usually rob houses that have been recently renovated or stuff like that like, and are like empty. you said like you said like assess the situation my boy is out here running no nothing nothing in his hands just running and First under no up, obligation to answer any of your questions as you are a civilian we don't know you but you and your son gonna jump in your pickup truck and go chase this man down. Shouldn't you be inside? And wonder. Y'all ain't had no masks on or nothing. Why? <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. Not only are you chasing me but, with your truck. But you have no mask You don't on. even have on a mask. So now I know your face. It's a shame. It's, it's, it's horrible. That is. That is. You can't even sleep apparently 
in your own home. Recently, there was even the case of, is it Breonna Taylor? I think so. Breonna Taylor. That is just sad. In her home. That's just Cops sad. bust through your door in the middle of the night, filled with bullets. She was asleep in her home. In her home. Her house. Apparently, they came in on like a no-knock warrant what the hell for a drug raid. No drugs were found. So many stories came out after that case. Oh, it was the wrong address. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Uh, at the end of the day, the warrant that they supposedly had was for somebody who was already detained. Why were you there? You bust down this person's home and expect people not to be panicked. Shot and killed at her own home. It's, it's eerily similar to, to both of them, Jean, in Texas. That's the one with the woman? With Miss Amber Geiger. Oh, I don't know her name. She was insignificant to me. But, um, yeah, that's the one where she, she busts into she his, missed it. She his thought, house. She, no, she thought it was her home. Oh. She thought it was her home. How tired can you and be? And there was tonight? somebody else in her home. And what do you do? Does she you live a floor above shoot. him she or below? She lives a floor above. So she was too tired. She realized she only went up three floors instead of four. Above, below. Forgive me, I forgot details. Well, damn, if she was that but it tired, how she floor. did an extra flight of stairs? <laughs> It makes no sense. None of it. It it doesn't add up. The way you have witnesses, like you can't tell me nothing about that story. I personally feel like she she took the fall for something. She was just the scapegoat. Because witnesses who actually saw and reported certain things Mm -hmm. tell me why after trial and everything else go down, this witness turns up dead. That witness turns up dead. No, this ain't no regular case. It's not no regular case, but we just going to keep sweeping things under the rug like ain't nobody supposed to see anything. She gets a slap on the wrist. But I have to say, it's better than nothing because how many no, officers... It's not. It's, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's something. No, it's because not. So that's not That's not anything. Don't get, don't get anything. They still out here working. They're still out here working. But that's what I'm... But. A slap on the wrist is still nothing. You might as well just let them continue working because probation uh, doesn't doesn't take away anything. When was you're convicted, probation she got. I don't know what she got, but she wasn't there long enough. That was a human life she took. These are human lives that we're taking. A, a slap on the wrist is not is worth a human life. Is that what we're? That's what I'm trying to say. I don't care it's, who it's it not, is that dies. Not. There's no reason why people should be dying because they're going to the, the they're dealing going to with. Work. Right. Or they're dealing with people that are supposed to be here to serve and protect. The key thing is, is you're supposed to protect me. Even if I did something wrong, even if I did something wrong, the whole law is supposed to be I'm supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But you don't even treat me like a human being at this point. Now I'm either like some cattle dog, your hog tie, your rope. Because if you think about it, the law still doesn't even categorize black people as human beings so we're sitting here trying to fight the law 
to treat us with justice and respect, but the law still says we are cattle and property and everything else. So it comes into play. How is the law supposed to protect us when the law doesn't even recognize us? I hear that. I, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's my whole point. And it, I I don't even care necessarily about it just being black people. Yes, that is I feel that's right about black people. But they're not just killing black people; they're killing other people too. They are. They are. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not just specific. Ooh, specific. Um, to just black people alone they are killing other people and of course you know we're not hearing about all of these situations but they're they're happening and then that that means that there's a bigger problem it's not just how they treat black people it's how the police are trained to deal with situations because if they can easily kill a black person they can easily kill spanish or i'm sorry latino or Caucasian, or Asian, or anybody, because they feel that they can. And the thing is, they have. It hasn't only been black. They are. (laughs) They, They are. And it hasn't only been black. Like you said, it's been many others. But that's not wild, widely publicized on TV. The media is only going to show... This recent black man who was killed by the officers. But wait, did you know he had marijuana in his pocket? That has absolutely nothing. That was the thing with, what's his name? What was his name? Botham? Yes, Botham. They, all of a sudden he got this kind of record. This was in his house. But he was home minding his own business. In his home, whatever was in his house is in his house. Was in his house. You had no right to search it. Why were you? You didn't even know it was there until after the man got killed. Because they need to find a reason to discredit. Again, I feel like that goes back to this law that is supposed to protect us, but doesn't even recognize us as people. So yes, I might have made a mistake. I might have pulled the trigger. I but made the I wrong had a call. record. I don't care. This is I made this call, but somehow I have to find a way to come out on top. So if I can discredit this person's character, it can somehow look justified that I just took another bad one off the street. And that is horrible. That I I hate to hear anything like that. I think they tried to do that same thing with oh, what was his name? Phil- Philandro? The one that got shot in the car? They in did front attempt with Phil what 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 bothered me the most about that one is the child that was in the back seat that entire exchange was unnecessary it was i i i part just that whole video the before the during and the after i feel that that officer was and if i'm not mistaken he was a rookie that officer was not ready. To not be by ready. himself? To, Absolutely to, not. No. And I feel like he was extremely panicked. Just you can in his voice, in his actions, he was just he was just panicked. And anybody who was that panicked does not need to be behind a gun. Honestly, I don't even know what he pulled them over for. I don't remember at this point. I 
like I said in the beginning when we started this, it's too many. It's too many. I, details start to merge together because they're starting to repeat itself. You had Eric Garner who couldn't breathe. Now we have George Floyd who couldn't breathe. You have Tamir Rice who wanted to play. You have Sandra Bland who was just leaving work from getting a new job. You have Alton Sterling who was just trying to sell CDs. You have Botham Jean who was in his own home asleep. Like, like uh, Breon. Like Brianna, Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, just trying to jog through the neighborhood. It's getting too much. Michael Brown walking from the store. Stephen Clark walking home. All the details start to mix in together because everybody's being gunned down for all the same things. And being it seems black. to be being, being black. Being black. Because what other reason did you have? Really? You shot... You shot Sandra Bland because she she illegally mer- switched lanes. She switched lanes without using a turning signal. That justifies, forgive me, she wasn't shot. She mysteriously died in prison. In, 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 in jail. police custody. In police custody. She wasn't shot. I, I stand corrected. Mysteriously died in police custody. Didn't they say it was of her own doing? Or they tried to make it seem like she did it to herself. Man. <laughs> but of course, anytime you get arrested, you did that to yourself, right? All, all these people just, I don't woe know. is me, I'm going to commit suicide. I don't know how we got from, hey, you didn't use your signal when you improper lane change to, I think we need to take you into custody. And I even find that wrong where I see these officers manhandling these women. If I'm, I can be, I can be very wrong, but from what I know of, if there is a female person, that officer is supposed to call a female officer. That is a courtesy. Oh, oh, all right. It's not required. Okay. It's a courtesy. Mm. They can easily pat you down or search you without, without making it seem or or violating you in any way and in all honesty i i i i i think that they all should be able to do their job without me having to feel like i could possibly be sexually harassed by no no because again you have officers who feel like this badge means mr miss all almighty Mm, you're right and that's where you have sexual assaults Talking some, you were just searching. It's a lot. It's absolutely, it's absolutely a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's sad. It's frustrating. It's scary. It's it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And I don't know where to go from here. I feel like you had this on your chest for a while that you wanted to talk about. Like it hit you a little differently. Um, these last couple of days, and uh, that's kind of how this topic came up. I, pers- I I have this conversation with a variety of people. Right. I often. I was thinking, oh, let's talk about uh, you know, have we gained any weight during this quarantine? Can you fit into your work clothes for when you go back to work? But no, no, not Marie. Marie had something on her mind and on her chest to get off. You know, yeah. and and that's that's conversation 
and we're having a conversation. It's a hard one. But even the hard ones need to be had. All conversations kind of need to be had, even the dumb ones. You, you, you're right. You're even right. the dumb ones. Like, yeah, how about that weight gain? How about that? <laughs> Just on a lighter note and a completely separate topic. <laughs> How's that weight gain? Can you fit your work clothes? How about those pants? Hey, we're still working remotely. That's my secret to keep. I am I am going to prepare myself on a schedule so I can actually get to work on time when we do go back. Let's just see how many stores may reopen before it is time to return to work because there might be a need for new garments. You might need to invest in your Amazon Prime because that's what you're going to need. <laughs> you better get a tape measure and figure out your sizes and then be like, you know what, this this. I mean, if you want to take a risk doing that, apparently we got delivery workers who are spitting on packages. I mean, I spray my packages with Lysol. Congrats. You found Lysol. I had Lysol. See, I was I I have Lysol and I before all of this went down and I still had had toilet paper before all of this went down. So did I. I had toilet paper. I had bleach. You know, these are staples in my home. I thought these were normal things to get. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that we would, people would just all of a sudden just be out here bleaching and uh, wiping and and toilet paper. Like, what what happened? (laughs) They said pandemic and you said toilet paper. All right. (laughs) You know, uh, all of a sudden now you have an, an abundance of toilet paper hand sanitizer and Lysol. I tell you what though, the person who bought out all the plungers is making money right about now. Why don't that we have gonna plungers? Be so, that was going to be so insensitive. I was going to say the person who bought all the plungers is making the killing, but that is so inappropriate <laughs> with this topic. I had to rephrase it. Unless they're a police <laughs> Incredible. We found a way. <laughs> We found a way. But again, don't take our laughs for insincerity. It's it's a difficult it's a difficult topic and Yeah. Tears were actually shed. Just so they were. Know. And sometimes you just you just find ways to not to not cry and fall apart. Because when you realize that this is the world that you're living in and it's, it's, it's not as if you can change anything. Can't change your skin color. You can change you your class can. as much as possible. You can they change have these shots your status. That help lighten your skin complexion. Tina, Tina. I'm just saying there's always some possibility. I mean, Michael did. Michael did not do it. Michael had vitiligo. Right. All over. Whatever. That's it one, all, that's one of all, the things that we join us on the conspiracy theory episode <laughs> where we discuss all things conspiracy theorists. The theory. Yep. Theory, that that <laughs> thing there. Not even going to go on <laughs> that word. Oh, my speech impediment is like, absolutely not. <laughs> Just take that that and feces. Don't even do it. Well, 
that's our time today. It was eventful. It was a rough one. It was, but I think, you know, you got to say a lot of the things that were on your mind and on your heart that you felt like you needed to say. Yeah. This one pulled on. I mean, the last two weeks pulled on some heartstrings emotionally. This one pulled on some different heartstrings. Right, right. This is a safe space. This is a place where we can vent, and we hope you enjoyed it this week. Absolutely. It was a difficult subject Mm -hmm. to talk about, but we hope that you got something out of it. And at the end of the day, you know, we did mention a lot of names of black individuals who have suffered at the hands of police officers, but let us not forget a lot of people who have suffered at the hands of officers and officers who also have not made it home. Right. This is just the world that we're living in today. I mean, I hate to sound like cliche with all these, but you know, black lives matter, blue lives matter, all lives matter. Hey, red lives matter because at the end of the day we all bleed red i would hope so (laughs) not again catch that conspiracy theorist episode right right area 51 um reptilians (laughs) (laughs) well again be sure to like follow and for our youtube followers subscribe at the dialogue podcast um is that that youtube too YouTube, just search The Dialogue Podcast. We are now available on more platforms, so however you choose to listen, please join in on this dialogue. We are recently on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Right. Let's get it all in, people. Let's get it. Yeah. Pause on that. Um. (laughs) Well, we are the D. (laughs) <laughs> major pause but <laughs> again we're also on soundcloud so oh yes i love check me out SoundCloud. The soundcloud so again thanks for joining us today and as always stay safe stay blessed stay woke and have some dialogue amen all right